We're good. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Condon 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM, bottom of the hour. Matthew Bain, Des Moines Register, will do a high school football preview as high school football gets underway in the state of Iowa tomorrow. Bill Bender right now from the Sporting News on college football. But Trent, you told me the Pac-12 has made their announcement. Yeah, big breaking news here from the Pac-12. Deutsches Brewery as the official craft beer of the Pac-12. I know Iowa State fans were on pins and needles about Don't that Don't think that's the one we're looking for. That's not the breaking news from the Pac-12? But that is breaking news it from is. them, right? They put it out, actually put out a release. It's a press release, yeah. Well, good for them. Bill Bender, Sporting News Doc. Have you ever heard of them, first of all? I have not. Nor have I. It's not a domestic. I have no clue. Uh, Bill, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Bill Bender. How are you? If it's not Miller Lite, I don't care. I'm with you. Is that cool? I'm a Miller Lite guy. That's all I drink, and I get made fun of sometimes. But I'd re- <laughs> I'd rather drink that than a beer that tastes like car wash mm-hmm. fluid. <sighs> you know, a lot of those craft beers do. I'm sorry. No, I'm with you. Preaching to the choir. Uh, I've never heard of them, but uh, Pac-12, that's the official, what are they calling it, Trent? The official craft beer of the, of Pac-12. the Pac-12. So, Bill, uh, let's stay with the Pac-12, and we heard uh, Klyovkov, uh tease it that they're going to announce their expan- uh, what they're going to do regarding expansion here uh, by the end of the week, which, George, it's tomorrow. We're waiting. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I'm, I'm convinced he's going to say that we're, we're, we're status quo. We're good. Uh, what do you think? What do you think the Pac-12 is going to tell us regarding expansion when they do? I hope they do it in a more concise fashion than the Alliance press conference the other day. Um, I think you're right. They're going to stay put. I could be wrong. I mean, but I mean, there's no reason to expand now. You've got your Alliance. It's all motivated. If you want to include the Big 12, that's fine. Um, But I think they're going to stay put for the short term. And, and, And all of this, to me, is geared toward stalling playoff expansion, which I don't know. It's not good for the fans. But it may it, it's serving the interest of some of these conferences. You know, Bill, there's people here in Big 12 territory certainly waiting, hoping that there's going to be an invite. Let's say your theory and both Ken and mine's that it's not happening, that none of the other conferences are going to be calling for the remaining eight. What's the best course of action? Football only. What's the best course for those eight remaining teams to try to stay viable as we look forward to a 12-team playoff era? Well, I think it's just stay put. You know, I don't know that the SEC needs to add anybody else. They've got the two prizes, and the only prize left in the realignment wheel is Notre Dame, and the Big Ten can't get them. So I just don't know that there's a motivation to go save the Big 12 and and go get Kansas and Iowa State. And for the Big 12, I mean, they can go look at their own expansion options. Go look at the American Athletic Conference. Go look at BYU. Um so I don't think the Big Ten's in a big hurry to add anybody. I think this alliance benefits the Pac-12 and ACC more than the Big Ten, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Big Ten's fine. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they, unless they get Notre Dame, uh, that would get my uh, that would get my interest if they they went in and pulled in the Irish. 
Yeah, oh, I I think 57, which is the number we're at now, and Notre Dame's a part of that, or we're about to get to. I, I mean, it doesn't. It's not a number that flows necessarily, but I, I I'm with you, Bill. I think that's where we're headed, at least for the time being. So let's get onto the field, uh, and I want to ask you about Ohio State. Obviously, they're in your backyard. They are overwhelming favorites uh, in the Big Ten. Yet there's a lot of people out there that think that you know what. Old Philip Flex got going to have an answer for them a week from tomorrow night. I don't know if they'll beat them. I think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a close game. We've seen Ohio State, you know, struggle in, in early games in the past. Other good years, they, you know, they do what they do. Where is this Ohio State team? Can they live up to the lofty expectations, Bill, that seemingly everybody has for them? Well, I dug up a stat the other day I found interesting that, you know, in their last three openers, they've given up about 23 points per game. Now, of course, they score about 40. And uh, <laughs> I think they scored 77 on Oregon State a few years ago. But they gave up a few big plays. So, I think for Minnesota, it comes down to how, you know, PJ's probably going to have them pumped up Thursday night. They got the big spot. Got an experienced quarterback and running back. And I'm wondering how long they can hang in there while C.J. Stroud finds his stride with a super-loaded group of receivers. So, I think they'll hang around for about a half, but I mean, it's, and I do this to you guys all the time. It's like kind of, well, wake me up when somebody challenges them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's what's going to be on the Gophers to go out and do. What is the concern with Ohio State? And a disappointment for them would be, what, 10 and 2 this year. What would lead to that? What is the weak point that you point to with this football team? Uh, there's still questions about that back seven. They got exposed. I mean, they got exposed by Alabama guys, so it's a little bit different, but. They're going to be really good on the front four, like really good. Uh, their receivers are going to be really good. Uh, Stroud hasn't thrown a pass, so, I mean, still have to go out and prove it. So, anytime you have that, that can be a stressor. But they just have so much talent that it's, you know, I, I feel like they may get caught in a few games where, you know, it's one of those where the fans grade them on a different curve where they win by like 14 and everybody thinks they look terrible. Mm-hmm. I think there could be that kind of team early in the season. Mm-hmm. Speaking of early in the season, Bill, and I know that you go on Sipple's show uh, over in Lincoln. We have Sip uh, weekly during the football season. Um, and I think he feels the same way both Trent and I do. And I know you just published a piece uh, at some point this morning. I have not read it yet, but the pressure on Scott Frost. And I couldn't agree with you more. This is a massive, massive uh, opener for Nebraska. I, I don't want to say it's a season definer in week number one. But, man, it kind of feels like that, Bill. Because if they get to November and don't have the proverbial hay in the barn with what awaits them in the month of November, good luck. Look, this Saturday, noon central in Champaign is a huge game for Nebraska. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, seven. I'm going to be on Sip, so, Sip show tomorrow at like seven thirty my time. So listen in there early. Yeah, we'll probably talk about the same thing. He he gets me up a little bit earlier than you guys. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's right. You know, I think we're both right. This is a big game from a momentum standpoint. From the fact that there's now an NCAA investigation. From the fact that the pitchforks are starting to come out for Scott Frost, who's 12 and 20, and they start losing again. It's that, what do we do now? And every coach is kind of, when Nebraska's hired these coaches, they're like, Frank Solich, good. Bill Callahan is bad. Bo Pelini wasn't bad. Mike Riley was. And now you're stuck with Frost, who was supposed to be the savior, and it's not quite working out the way you want. So, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game. If they lose to Illinois, that'll be uh, – 
mm. trending on Twitter about 4 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, trying to wake up the echoes there in Lincoln. A, a big, big road in front of them, certainly, and an important season, no doubt. Speaking of Illinois, the Illini and Bielema, I think he's going to be pretty good there. But is he? can he elevate that program from, and maybe they'll have a 9-3 and three type of season, to being even more than that? I don't know. I mean, Zook did, and I was always surprised by the success he had, but he did a good job recruiting. Yeah. Guys that, like, Richard Mendenhall was a difference maker in the Big Ten. Regis Ben was. Um, they were getting four- and five-star guys to Champaign, and, and they've had some teams in the past. It's been a while, but I think he can field a team he builds from the inside out that could compete in the Big Ten West. And I think that's kind of the Nebraska model that they need to follow, too. I mean, who are the best teams in the Big Ten West? Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. But I think Northwestern does things differently, but Iowa and Wisconsin, how do they do it? Big up front, mm-hmm. big, you know, solid, couple decent position guys, good tight end, solid quarterback. That's how you win in the Big Ten West. Mm. Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. It's uh, Miller and Condon on 1460 KX and 106.3 FM. You can read all of Bill's stuff at uh, sportingnews.com. Bill, uh, always there's a, a team or two that is preseason AP top 25 that uh, once the dust settles and the season uh, is is over, they're nowhere to be found. Who's that team in the top 25 this year that is uh, in danger of falling out of it? Who won't be there when it's, when it's all said and done? Well, I mean, you know, LSU has a tough schedule. They're an interesting team. I think USC is another one. Those are two that I'm watching that could go either way. You know, LSU could have a big year, or they could lose three or four games and the pressure's on. I don't know that Auburn will be ranked at the end of the season. Um, you know, with, with what they have in a first-year transition and the toughest division in college football. And then um, I think this Penn State-Wisconsin game is really stomping the next week because I want to pick Penn State. I like the talent they have on the outside, but I feel like the second I pull that one, when we start watching the game, like 10 minutes in, I'm going to be like, why in the world did I do that? (laughs) I have that feeling a lot of weeks. (laughs) Been there plenty of times. Bill, uh, let's jump over to week zero. We talked about Illinois, Nebraska, but there are other games out there. Which one's the most intriguing? You've got to carve out some time. You're going to be watching Illinois, Nebraska, and you got time for one more. Give us something else. A good game. I'm peek in on UCLA Hawaii yeah. to see what UCLA looks like um, ahead of their LSU game because they do have a talented quarterback in Dorian Thompson Robinson. Speaking at go time, I mean Chip Kelly came in at UCLA the same time Frost did at Nebraska. Big game for the the Bruins, in my opinion, that they got to go out and show that they're worthy, maybe being something more than just kind of the same record. You know, did they get who? LSU week two? Yes. I wonder, they're they... serving beer now at the Rose Bowl for regular season games. Are they good? Yeah. Um, do they look past Hawaii, though, Bill, towards... I mean, it's week number one. I don't know. Do you look past a week one opponent? With LSU looming, it's a big, big number. I guess I'm trying to pick your brain on betting uh, on point spread-wise. I know you've got UCLA uh, covering the spread in your picks, and you can find them at sportingnews.com. Might they look past Hawaii for that reason that LSU's on deck? It might, and it's a tough one. Um, so that was a tough one to pick against the spread. The first couple of weeks, I'm always a little hesitant because I just don't – you got to see it on the field a little bit, then you can kind of weigh in. Mm-hmm. You rely too much on trends. I mean, but I, it'll depend on how that offense looks. Did they get the running game going with Britton Brooks and then uh, they got Michigan transfer, you guys know. Remember Zach Charbonnet. And mm-hmm. 
see if they can get the running game going with those guys. And if they can, then I, I'm pretty comfortable in it. But Todd Graham's a pretty good coach at Hawaii. I mean, he'll have those guys ready. And like I said, that's one I'm definitely going to peek in on. So the Pac-12 has been making some roads here. They got a new commissioner that seems to have his head on straight a little bit different. New craft than Larry beer Scott. sponsor. They got the craft beer. Are they getting the playoff this year? Are they finally going to get in for just the what third time ever? Oregon initially had Washington a few years back. Is this the year that they break through again, or is it another season outside looking in for the Pac-12? Well, I mean that remains to be seen. I think uh, I would lean towards outside looking in, just because I mean Oregon has to play high State. Then, then the margin for error after that is zero. USC. Um, they're going to have to win the Pac-12 South. They haven't been able to do that with, with the consistency necessary to get through. I mean, last year doesn't really count. It was like a COVID five-game season. So I think those are the two. And then the Pac-12 really needs USC to be good. They've got a good quarterback. I picked them to win the Pac-12, but I don't know if it's enough to get through and get to the college football playoff. But that's why LSU, UCLA, Oregon, um, High State, and, and, of course, Michigan-Washington, those are big games. Hmm. Bill, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, the, the, the team that uh, finds themselves ranked early, top 10, help me out on Notre Dame. Jack Cohn gets the job. He's kind of meh. Um, I, I just I don't think Notre I, I think Notre Dame's getting way too much love. They've, they've got a, uh, the, the game against Wisconsin in Chicago is going to be, uh, I think, going to be a schlobber knocker. Um, is Notre Dame, where, where are they going to be when it's all said and done? Oh, I think they'll be right there. I still think they're going to beat Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I still think they're going to beat USC. I still think they're going to beat North Carolina. So I think they've got like a 10-2, and 11-1 type record if Cohen can just make it work with a talented supporting cast. They've got good receivers. They've got a good tight end, Michael Meyer. They've got a freshman from here in Pickerington named Lorenzo Stiles. There's an, I, I gave you Jack Sawyer. I'll yes, give you that you one, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's another one from here that he's going to play. And he's going to make some plays, and his younger brother that they're trying to recruit is going to make some plays too. So I I think Notre Dame will be all right. We shall see. Good stuff. And that's Sunday, right? That's the standalone game on Sunday night next weekend on Labor Day weekend? It is. Bang. Florida State, Notre Dame. Indeed it will. Bill, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this for us, Bill Bender. Say hi to our friend Stephen M. Sippel tomorrow morning when you're on his show bright and early. I will, I will. Thanks so much, guys. Good to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Are you you looked at Notre Dame? I haven't really looked at them. I haven't either. I, there was a point this summer that I did. Eh. It's okay. They've got the right schools on there. They've got a bunch of top 20 teams. Uh, Wisconsin, Cincinnati, uh, USC, North Carolina. Those teams are all ranked. Mm-hmm. Um, end of their season. What's their November like? Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. I don't think there's a real... Heavy head in that group. The two before that, though, pretty good. USC yeah, no, it's good. and North Carolina. Right. right. But yeah, that last stretch, they get there with just one loss. Then they're going to get They're going to coast through November. They're going to coast through. Yes, they will. And, 11 and make a very difficult decision for that playoff committee. I'm telling you, you got to watch that show on Tuesday night, Trent Condon. Mm. you got to watch it. It doesn't mean anything. I know. It's fun, though. Uh, we have tickets to give away, not mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, uh, Dr. Fuller, Stephen Fuller, a couple of locations, one in Altoona, uh, one uh, just uh, on, on the east side, um, fullerdental.net online. But more importantly for this conversation, uh, Stephen Fuller, Dr. Stephen Fuller, has provided us with tickets for 
I know the Indiana game and I don't remember the others. But <laughs> for the point of this conversation, go to Miller and Condon, there our Twitter page. Once you get there, you can enter our contest. Trent, tell us about it. All you have to do is pick these four different wagers, if you will, that are out there. Just pick them on the Twitter page. Just reply to the message that's there. Make sure you tag Fuller Dental. But you got a choice here of four different options. It is starting. You got to make a pick on all these. Nebraska, do they cover against Illinois minus six and a half? Total points in the Nebraska Illinois game. Total passing yards. That's for both teams in the game. And the tiebreaker, longest field goal without going over. Make those four either picks. team. Yes. Longest field goal for either mm-hmm. team without going over. Make those picks at Miller and Condon tag Fuller Dental, and you are in with the chance to win Iowa Indiana tickets. And if you don't use the hashtag uh, Fuller Dental at Fuller Dental, you're disqualified. You're out. That's 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 a must. Uh, so go to Miller and Condon. You don't need to follow us. You should. You should. I've got a. I don't, so I can't really Jeez. sell that too far. Um, what would it kill you if you had two hundred and two people yeah, that you follow? No, I'm weird that way, right? Yes, you are. So n- Nebraska, Illinois, the point spreads involved total points uh, in Nebraska and Illinois, and you can go over in that one, Commissioner Condon. Yes, yeah, just the okay. tiebreaker is the only one, and total passing yards both Nebraska and Lincoln. So or, or Lincoln, uh, Nebraska and Illinois, and then the only one that you can't go over is the longest field goal. So 40 yards, if there's a 39-yard field goal, you went over. You went over. And if you get to that tiebreaker, you won't uh, you won't be in. So that's, this contest will close at kickoff on Saturday. Uh, two tickets. I know where they are. They're in Section 306. They're in the end zone. Okay. Uh, section 306, Indiana, Iowa tickets. I have them in my phone. You know there's no tickets, right? Yes. Actual tickets. Right. Everything's electronic. There's no cash at Kinnick Stadium I saw this year. Did oh, you see that? Everywhere. Right. Hmm. No I saw cash. beers are eight fifty for domestics, nine fifty for the craft brews, the single speed and Big Grove. There's one more. Is there? Three uh is three. There, is there a uh, marketing relationship with them like the Pac twelve has with oh, that I'm brewery? Sure. Yeah. What's that name of that brewery again? It uh, starts with a D. Deutsch. The Joyce. <laughs> Something like that. Nailed it. That nailed it, right. Uh, anyways, Miller and Condon, there's the contest. We've got um, other tickets to give away throughout the season and basketball as well, and we'll do it that way. But the first uh, game giveaway of the year is Indiana. The contest closes at kickoff on Saturday. If you come in uh, and you're late, you will be DQ'd. If you don't put the hashtag at Fuller Dental, you're disqualified. Get there before kickoff on Saturday. Miller and Condon going to talk some high school football. It is, after all, opening day tomorrow. We're back with that. Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO and 106. Courage League Sports and Opportunity on Deck have joined forces to increase the positive impacts on youth through the growth and evolution of adaptive and no-cost recreation programs. The organizations are now Can Play. Can Play supplements the cost of recreation programs and adapts the play to the skill level for each child. Can Play Sports Game for Good is coming up on Sunday, September 19th at Principal Park. To play, coach, donate, or volunteer, go to canplaysports.org slash game for and iHeartMedia. Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. 
That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together we can all start taking the path forward. You get your podcasts. Local farmers markets are back in 2021 in your community. The Grimes Farmers Market features more than a dozen vendors and attracts hundreds of attendees each week. The market features music, a magician, and face painting every week. Open Thursdays from 4 until 7 o'clock at the Grimes Community Complex North Parking Lot, 410 Southeast Main Street in Grimes. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC. 100 bets off. Now back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Condon just past 11.30. Been looking forward to this segment all week long when we were uh, efforting Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register to help us take a preview of high school sports. By the way, we'll get to what the Register is doing and Matthew Bain here in about one minute, but I want to remind everybody that uh, right here in the building, yes, Trent's going to be doing play-by-play. The game of the week will be on the bull, but right here on this frequency, whether you're listening on 1460 AM or 106.3 FM, Joe Stacy, Justin Miller, and Nathan Fisher will be in studio uh, with 10 correspondents fanned out uh, across central Iowa, bringing you updates throughout the night. The show starts at 6 and goes until 10.30. So once again, KXNO, heavy, heavy, heavy into uh, high school football on Friday nights. If you're into the play-by-play, you can uh, go to the Bull 96.9, the Bull FM. Let's get to Matthew Bain. Uh, he covers high school sports. Or does he? He got a promotion. He did. Let's find out about it. Hello, Matthew Bain, Trent, and Ken. Congratulations on the promotion. Before we get into high school, uh, what we anticipate we'll see on the fields across Central Iowa in, the, in Friday nights. Uh, what will you be doing? What does your new gig entail? Yeah, so uh, thanks for the congratulations. Very sweet of you. Um, I'm now the deputy sports editor for the Des Moines Register and, and the USA Today Network in Iowa. So basically... I'm the second in command to our head sports editor, Zach Greglo. Um, so I'm doing a lot of editing, a lot of coordinating coverage, uh, kind of planning what we're going to be doing, focusing on high schools in that sense. But I'm also still covering a little bit of recruiting here and there. Uh, we did just hire my replacement, Alyssa Hertel. She'll be in mid-September, and she'll take over a lot of recruiting. Uh, but basketball recruiting is kind of still going to be my baby. Uh, so it's a fun blend for me. Uh, probably about 80% editing, coordinating, 20% reporting. Um, I love it. I love it so far. Good stuff. So we'll still silly. He all, all your hoops reports at DesMoinsRegister.com, and it means you get to talk to our guy, John Lamb, a little bit more. I know you like that. And talk right. to John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get into football as the season comes up, up tomorrow night. There's some games obviously happening here this evening across the state as well, but the big one tomorrow night, it's number one Southeast Poke. They have the headliners with Xavier Wampka. You got quarterback back in Jackson Daly, who's going to the Sun Belt to play at Arkansas State. They got weapons all over the place. Caden Proctor, big time names. They're number one. How big is the gap in your mind between them and everybody else? Um, I don't think as big as maybe a lot of people think. I, I do think they are the definite number one. 
when you bring back the amount of talent, and you mentioned the three headliners, but they also bring back really, really talented pieces across the board, uh, namely Titus Christensen, the running back who was the Drake Relay's 100-meter champion, and oh, by the way, he's really good in pads too. Mm. Um, so they've got a lot of people coming back, but I, I think Dowling and Ankeny are not too far off. I mean, Dowling doesn't have huge star power, but they just churn out really dang good high school football players every single year. I believe we've got them at number two in our top ten. And then Ankeny right there at number three. Yes, they lose the killer beats. They lose Jace Bauer. They lose Brody Brecht. They lose Arlen Bruce the fourth. But they bring back a lot, especially on defense. They bring back safety Ryan Crandall. They bring back defensive end Braden Simonson. They bring back running back Colin Cadall. And they add the transfer quarterback, J.J. Cole, who has offers from Iowa, Iowa State, hmm. Florida State. So I, I think those three are your main three teams to watch. Definitely Southeast Polk, Ankeny, and Dowling Catholic. You know, it, it, it's not funny is not the right word, but it's not lost on me that when we would do these exercises over the past decade, Valley was in each and every one of these conversations, right? And Coach Swenson has done such a phenomenal job there. Had a long run. Uh, has, has Valley's time at the top is, is it is it a fluid situation? Um, you know, will they, can they get back up there? I guess what's preventing Valley from taking their place where they lived for so long, which was at the top of everybody's preseason rankings, if not one, certainly not far behind. I think this is part of just the natural ebb and flow of talent in areas. Right now, Southeast Polk has a big influx of talent. In three, four years, they're going to be, you know, not as talented. Same with Ankeny. Um, people forget that not long ago, they had, I think, two straight losing records five, six years ago. But now, just for some reason, there's a surge of talent in the area. So right now, it's Ankeny and Southeast Polk's time to shine. But Valley will, will definitely be back up there at some point. It's not like they're far off now sure. anyway. Um, they're kind of in that second tier. They got a really good quarterback in Mason Morrow. They've got one of the best tight ends in the country in Eli Raritan and some good linemen. Um, so they're going to challenge certainly for a deep run in the playoffs, but it's just ebbs and flows. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if in two, three years, Valley is back at number one in the preseason rankings. Defense, a big question. Ten starters gone from last year's Tiger team for Valley. Uh, jumping to their crosstown rival, Downlink Catholic. The run ended after seven straight 4A championships. We'll never see it again, will we? No. Uh -uh. Unthinkable for something like that to happen. Tom Wilson's team, boy, they gave Ankeny a heck of a run in that (laughs) semifinal game, too. Arlen Bruce played a little defense to cap that one off with the interception in the end zone. You know, Tom Wilson, he's got a quarterback this year, too. Jackson Smolik, who played last year as a sophomore. That young man can sling it. Got an offensive line. Coach Pollock always does a great job up front. Dowling feels like they're back again. Yeah, no, I, I think they are undoubtedly in that top three. Um, would I be shocked if they beat Southeast Polk week one? No. I mean, they, they just have that type of reputation in that culture. Like you said, Jackson Smolik, um, he could be one of Dowling's best quarterbacks in a long time, perhaps mm-hmm. since Ryan Boyle. He's got that type of capability. Mm-hmm. Um, the defensive line is stout this year, led by Jalen Pettis McMullen, kind of a, a guy who's flown under the radar, but a 6'3", 220-230-pounder, who can really get after the ball. Um, and then for some reason, Dowling always has just good pass catchers. They've got Carson Brown, a really, really nice wide receiver. They've got a solid tight end. And they just have a good offensive lineman. They're just a solid all-around program. I'm a big fan of the city schools. Got a soft pot spot for them. Uh, Roosevelt seemed to be, um, you know, their their arrow was pointing way up when Coach Moore was here. Now it's Jared Barnett, who, of course, we remember at Iowa State. 
Uh, I like the fact that the the team building activities. I'm sure you saw. In fact, I might have got it from your Twitter feed. The the camp out, the overnight uh, stay in the uh, tenting uh, uh, that they did this past weekend. You know, spent the day together as a team. Went fishing. Went swimming somewhere. So I, I like the fact that they're trying to build that approach. But these are huge shoes to fill with Coach Moore. What kind of team will uh, will uh, Jared Barnett have as as he gets the gig at Roosevelt? I think this will be a good team. I don't think there will be a significant drop-off because Jamison Patton is still a Roosevelt. Sure. Um, as much as that was a Mitch Moore project, building Roosevelt into what it was, Jamison Patton also had a big say in, in kind of the culture that was built there. Um, he's got an Iowa State offer at safety. He'll play both ways for Roosevelt, quarterback and safety. Um, and I don't know if you saw, Tommy Burch had a really, really good story on him uh, yesterday. Schools came after him last year because when Des Moines Public Schools, um, you know, canceled mm-hmm. in-person learning and that, in effect, canceled the football season and, you know, the public schools only had two games to play, yep. uh, you know, schools came after Jamison Patton said, hey, do you want to transfer? Two of them said, hey, do you want to transfer to this school so you can play? Um, and he really seriously contemplated it. He contemplated it because he would get more exposure, he'd get more film, but he decided to stay at Roosevelt. He wants to put on for the public schools. And uh, that that is a huge, huge deal for the Rough Riders because he's one of the best players in the state, hands down. He's really good. He's fun to watch. And, and you'll see him when, Trent? Week four? Week four against yeah. Urbandale. That I'll get a chance to see him. Another entry here in Central Iowa, Matthew, is Waukee. The splitting of high schools. We saw this eight years ago with Ankeny and Ankeny Centennial. A lot of people anticipate the split will be kind of similar to what we saw in Ankeny. The new school, Northwest, brought a lot of the coaches there. A lot of the kids will be going there that played at a varsity level. And Waukee maybe going to take a little bit longer for the Warriors to catch up. How do you see it in year number one for Coach uh, Baker, who comes in from Clear Creek, Amana at Waukee High, and then the staff that kind of all makes the move up to Northwest? Yeah, it's, it's certainly a challenge. There's, there's no getting around that. Um, it's splitting a football roster in half and then trying to pick up pieces. And like you said, Waukee Northwest did probably get a few more varsity contributors from last season. So if we had to guess who was going to be the better team this year, it, it would be Waukee Northwest. But Waukee does keep some good guys. Morris Conan, the defensive line, is probably the biggest name to watch. But uh, I was talking with Baker earlier in this preseason, and he said they're bringing kind of a small school mentality to Waukee. You know, we're a big city. But nobody expects anything from us, so let's treat it with a small school mentality. And that's kind of natural for Baker. He came from Clear Creek, Amanda, and Pleasantville before that. So I, I wish, and all of the players wish, that they would play this season, Waukee and Waukee Northwest. Yeah. But alas, they are not. That won't happen for two years. Um, but, man, that would be a fun game to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. Matthew Bain, Des Moines Register. Well, speaking of small schools uh, in the area, and maybe small is not, not fair, uh, Carlisle and Norwalk and Bondurant and uh, DCG, uh, Seidel. I'm missing a couple. I've got to be missing a couple. But regard, my apologies to whoever I did. <laughs> um, of those schools, who's poised to have uh, a, a good year uh, out of those? Uh, off the top of your head. I mean, in terms of the non-large class yep. schools in the area, Van Meter, I think, is probably the okay. best one to watch. Um, if they don't win the Class 1A championship, something went wrong. Wow. They, they bring back basically every major contributor from a team that barely lost in the state title game last year. They lost basically to Cooper DeGene in the state title game. <laughs> now that Cooper DeGene is gone from <laughs> Iowa high school football, that opens the door for Van Meter. Dalton Van Pelt is going to rush for 2,300 yards. 
Um, they've got a super defense that brings back most pieces. Um, yeah, so, yeah, if you're looking for a central Iowa team that is not one of the large schools, Van Meter is definitely the team to watch. You know, you talk about those schools that were in the past considered 3A schools. They're now 4A schools with the change in class structure here. I mean, how much do you think that's going to impact the Norwalks, the DCGs, the winter sets of the world that have been really, really good at that level? And now they got to deal with North Scott. They got to deal with. Lewis Central and Cedar Rapids Xavier, kind of a, a new kind of tone that they're going to have to go through in a bigger class for now those schools. Yeah, the new 4A is kind of wild. I think that is the biggest class of intrigue now that the association added the class 5A, which is the 36 largest schools, um, because you've got those traditional class 4A schools who are now playing, like you said, with the traditional 3A schools. One team that I think is really one to watch is Fort Dodge. I mean, they were always a team in the large class that was good. You know, they would play really good teams, tough. They'd get to the playoffs, maybe win a game or two, but could never get to that second level. Now that they're playing, you know, quote-unquote down a class, can they get to that second level? Kind of a Cedar Rapids-Washington is in the same boat. What about Des Moines-Hoover? They're playing in Class 4A. Hmm. Um, they've always had a lot of talent, but they were playing against just, you know, bigger schools. So let's see what they can do. And then on the flip side of that, yeah, you've got like the Carlisles and the Norwalks that are like, Oh man, now we have to play schools that we don't normally play. They're bigger than us. So, but I'm sure they're ready for the challenge. They're embracing the challenge and uh, it'll be a whole lot of fun to see how that that new class 4A shakes out. Is that where Indianola is now? In 4A, what kind of what kind of uh, year will they have? I believe they're in 4A. They've yeah. got a couple of nice players. They've got Kale Kolarik, um 6 foot, 205 pounder, uh, who's going to play probably division 2 football or Division One baseball, kind of depending on what he wants to do. He's a really good running back, doesn't go down on first contact, and then he's a quality safety as well. Um, Carter Erickson is another kind of two-way player for them, 6'2", 190 pounds, plays safety and wide receiver. Um, so they've got some nice athletes around the field. Let's put you on the spot. Ultimately, who is bringing home the title when we get to that Friday night before Thanksgiving? <laughs> who is your Class 5A, yes, 5A state champion? <laughs> So we earlier this week, we put out a big old prediction story. It's on my Twitter if you want to check it out, where everybody predicted every single class. Um, but uh, I picked Southeast Polk over Ankeny. I think it's going to be a rematch. Um, I, I really like the talent that both teams bring back, but when it comes down to it, I want the senior quarterback, and that's Jackson Daly. I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, be in line for player of the year. Um, he's got three. Now this will be his third year starting. Has just so much knowledge, so much experience, and a lot of talent around him, and a great offensive line to protect him. Um, so I picked Southeast Polk. Well, Matthew, listen. Thanks for doing this for us. It's going to be fun as it always is. Friday nights in the fall here in Central Iowa, football moves the needle. They, it certainly means a lot. Again, congratulations on moving up the ranks at the Register in USA Today, uh, and appreciate you coming on. We will uh, read uh, that uh, those previews. And I thought Birchie's piece posted today. Maybe I saw it on Twitter for the first time, but I certainly will read that as I have not yet. Uh, Matthew, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Yep, good to talk to you. Matthew Bain from the Des Moines Register. Good little hit there on high school football. Does he have it right? Is that the is that going to be the championship? No. No. We're going to see a rematch of what we see tomorrow night, number one versus number two. Are we? Dowling's going back. Huh? I, I love this Dowling team. Huh. And I might... You can't bet, Condon. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that... <laughs> I might put Dowling number one. You really would. I understand all the headlining talent there. Dowling's deep. They played a lot of 
guys that weren't seniors last year compared to what uh-huh. they normally do. Right. I like the smaller kid a lot too. Mm. I really like the way they throw the ball. They got some guys that people probably don't know names of wide receiver, but they got two running backs back that are really good. The offensive line is going to be excellent. Defense is always there. Wouldn't it, it just be like Dowling to you know they, they got knocked off last oh yeah. year and come right back? Oh, absolutely. It's it's Tom Wilson. It's Tom Wilson. <laughs> Dude is a yeah. wizard. That one's going to be great. Keith Murphy will have that on WHO. Uh, You can catch all of my play-by-play, not just on the radio at 96.9. Also, you can catch the video stream at CISN.TV. Just go to YouTube, search CISN. It'll pop right up, and you can catch not just my games, but all the games that they broadcast at CISN. Good stuff. And, of course, if you uh, like the old school, as we do here, the radio and the wraparound coverage with Joe Stacy and his crew, Nathan Fisher, Justin Miller, and 10 correspondents, Football Friday night here, 6, 6 o'clock to 10.30 on 1460 and 106.3 FM. All right, well, I'll be back to wrap it up. Do you have a play? Oh, I always of got plays. Of course you do. Uh, Miller and Condon back with that, 1460 KXNO. KXNO. The NFL is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Just bet a dollar on any NFL game in the first week of the season. Whether you win or lose, you're going to receive $200 in free bets instantly no matter what take advantage of this limited time offer and do it now no you didn't hear ken wrong he has got it exactly right DraftKings right now giving all new players 200 bucks in free bets instantly just place a bet of one dollar more on any week one game head to DraftKings sportsbook app right now check out all the great promotions and the daily odds boost that they have plus you can make every game a big game with same game parlays download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use the promo code kxno to receive 200 dollars in free bets when you place a one dollar bet on any week one game that's promo code kxno to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? If so, call one. Some roofing companies come and go like a passing storm. Here today, gone tomorrow. Not Wolf Roofing. Wolf Roofing has been serving Central Iowans since 1993. From basic repairs to complete re-roofing projects, Wolf Roofing has the expertise to get your job done right. We have a team of highly trained and certified people, both in the field and behind the scenes, who care about your project. For a job done right, get the professionals at Wolf Roofing a call at 225-8866 or find us on the web at Wolf Trent Condon here to tell you about Renestate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Renestate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate. Renner's Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renner's Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness. And Ames.
Mikey KXNO, 106.3 FM. Your chance to win tickets to Indiana, Iowa. Go to the Miller and Condon Twitter page. The tweet with all the particulars is pinned at the top. Uh, you must, must use the hashtag Fuller Dental, at Fuller Dental to be eligible. Then you'll see the uh, little props we got, the point spread, et cetera, et cetera. Contest closes noon on Saturday, just in time for glorious kickoff. Mm, so good. Oh, so good indeed. All right. Uh, you've been so good this week, although you came back to the pack a little bit. It wasn't well, a complete wait. You couldn't keep winning all the time. The stupid Angels blowing that you lead. Tani was up 6-4 when he left? He was. He gave up three home runs. First time he's given up more than one home run in the game all year long. Gave up three. And of all teams, to the Orioles. To so the Orioles. Then a gas game came in, gave up the lead in the eighth, and yeah, that one stung. Sports. Yeah, it Think that eighteen game losing streak, you're up. It's the Orioles, they're terrible. Bet in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's a grind. We'll try to grind it out today. We're gonna uh, play a little round robin here with three All right, so teams. To explain to the audience what, what does that mean, Trent? So you're making a three team parlay, mm-hmm. but you're also making three two team parlays with these teams. You round robin it is what it's called. Basically it's four bets, and we're betting Two slight favorites and one bigger one. So boxing three horses. There you go. Four horse racing aficionados. They will know it. And we're going to start 2 o'clock this afternoon with your Toronto Blue Jays. Ryu. Going up against Rodon. Coming off the injured list 19 days away. I like fading pitchers off the injured list. So we're going to go with the Blue Jays. It's minus 110 on both sides. We will go with Toronto. Part two of this. I don't get it. Carlos Carrasco. Great story coming back. Mm -hmm. But the dude stinks. Going up against the Giants, and I only got to lay minus 120. Give me Alex Wood and the Giants for part two. And you know what's happening late night tonight? No, not Dodgers Padres. For me, it's Mariners Royals. My man, Yusei Kikuchi, on the mound. He got beat up a little bit Friday against Houston. The Kansas City Royals are no Houston. Take the Mariners to complete it. Kikuchi, the crafty lefty for Condon. All right, uh, that is going to do us for us today. Uh, a true, legitimate, it's a football Friday tomorrow. How about that? Uh, Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics are in at three. Joe Stacy has Barnstormer Weekly tonight at six. We'll talk to you tomorrow following the Morning Rush, which airs from six until eight. We're on from 10 to noon, Monday through Friday. Right here, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.